Guess where I just got back from? That's right, some Disney World. And look, because I'm a guy who loves Walt Disney World so much, wouldn't it be great if somebody could give you some tips and observations to maximize your time, your next trip to Walt Disney World? It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Bo, I always feel... I know, you, you want to make fun of me because no, I showed up today... Brian, I never want to make fun with of With a you. prop. I showed up with a full-on prop. This hangs if you come tour the office in Franklin. When, not if. When you come tour the office when in Franklin. When you come tour the office in Franklin, Tennessee, you will notice this is hanging in my office. And, and just to give you all some perspective, I love me some Walt Disney. But... I don't think this man gets enough respect. This is Roy, his brother, who's the bean counter of the family, who kind of took all of Walt's dreams and made them happen. And one of the things you'll notice when you come tour the office is that I love to collect famous historical magazines. So this is actually the full magazine. It's not just the cover from Life of the Disney World opens in 1971. So I will go ahead and tell you that we are quickly approaching the 50-year anniversary <sighs> of Walt Disney World, and there's some really cool stuff. And, and, and that, that's probably a great way for me to, to also tell you, this was should be a two-hour show. <laughs> but when I told Bo, when I told Morpheus that I wanted to do a show on all my favorite things, all my tips and tricks. A two-hour show. You guys said, that'd be a great short episode. <laughs> so I am going to, we are going to hit the ground running, and I'm going to try to give you some of the key things. So here's what I want to cover. I want to cover preparation for Disney. What do you need to do to prepare for a trip? I want to then talk about guidance for doing Disney right. This is not just preparation. This is just things I have observed and ways you can take it to the next level to make your experience better from where you stay, how you're doing the parks. Even we can talk about VIP tours and other things because I've tried to do it all in my time of being a Disney fan. How do you do some money-saving tips? Not a ton of these because I will tell you, Mickey Mouse is a full-on capitalist. He has figured out how to squeeze your wallet and get as much as he possibly can, but I've tried to give you a few tips. And then the last thing, I felt like it was right, because I act like I'm the Disney expert, but if you want to know the truth, my wife Jennifer is truly the Disney expert. So I have here Jennifer's five basics for success. In two minutes, or even less than two minutes, I need you to tell, though, why you are an authority on Disney. Talk to me about frequency, when you started going to Disney, why you feel like you're the person who can share this unique perspective. Now, full disclosure, I only got to go to Disney. Now, my parents will tell you twice, but I think they took me the first time when I was less than two, so okay. I don't really count that visit because sure. I don't remember it. Um, the second time I got to Disney was when I was a teen. I was probably 12, 13. I know 12 is not a teen, but I, it's sure. close. I was an advanced 12-year-old. So I still, this is why Disney is magical to me, is that I lost my dad, unfortunately, when I was in my 20s, mid-20s. and But when I went to Disney World as a married man, the first time with my family, and you know, I had, I, it was before I had my second child, but I had my first child. Avery was three and a half, four years old. And we walked on that walkway between Peter Pan and It's a Small World, and I got this really heavy, like it was almost like a visual... Uh, a memory of me and my dad yeah. walking down that, that same thing. And him being gone 
it kind of clicked for me. Yeah. I realized how timeless and how what we like about it as a family is I have a 15-year-old daughter. I have a 9-year-old aut- autistic child. And, you know, sometimes we don't all agree on what makes us happy, what's fun. When we go on vacations, like I love going to the beach, but my oldest daughter – I, I, she's not a full-on vampire, but she does not <laughs> love sunshine. So, you know, she doesn't love the beach as sure. much as my wife and I do and, and my youngest. So Disney is the only place, and Universal too, but I'll yeah. say Orlando in general. When we go to theme parks, we have a blast yeah. as a family. So it really brings some incredible And you've gone feelings. a number of times over the years, right? So you've gone – it's not like just like you've been one or two when times. When I lived in Georgia, we used to average at least once, if not twice a year. Yeah. Now that we live in Tennessee, I will tell you because it's a little harder to get to, sure. to Orlando, it's averaging every other year. Sure. Um, but, but here's the cool thing. I think the perspective we're going to bring today – I'm a Disney fanatic. There's people even more fanatical than me, but we'll, we'll, that's a whole other level – but then we got Bo. How many times have you been to Disney, Bo? Uh, I've been to Disney World one time in and my entire why life. why have you been to Disney? Uh, I went to Disney World one time in my entire <laughs> life in 2011, so not that long ago, uh, because you and your wife, Jennifer, invited me and my wife to go with you guys on an adult trip. Uh, and that's the only experience I've ever had with Disney World. And part of that was selfish. I will tell you guys, one of my favorite things, a lot of the things I like to do in life is I love seeing things. This is one of the things I also love about Disney with my kids. You, uh, the first time you take your children to Disney World, it's fun to see their reaction to mm-hmm. stuff. So selfishly, I wanted it. When I found out you had never been to Disney working for me, I was like, I got to take him because I want to see your reaction to yeah. Disney World because it, it's amazing what a man and a mouse in his dream really into, can, yeah. can turn into. So let's kind of jump in. Since I told you this is a two-hour show that's got to be quick, and we've already blown through way too much time. So let's, let's but, and I, but it, it, it was important. Let's talk about this. I'm going to go through these rather quickly. Preparation for Disney is key. I plan on hitting you just machine gun style, and then we'll see how this all plays out. So the first thing, planning ahead to get the best experience. The first thing I put was dining reservations. If you didn't know this, Disney opens up reserva- their reservation system 180 days from the first day you arrive for your Disney vacation. Okay. So if you're so if you're staying on property, you have 180 days to plan if you want to do the dining experience with Cinderella's Castle, mm-hmm. if you want to do Be Our Guest. These are some of the bigger dining events that you can do. You got to get in there. I'm talking about midnight 180 days in advance from your arrival date. So if you have trouble getting it on day one of your trip, make sure you're checking out day three, day four, day five, because remember, it's the first day of your arrival date. Um, Consider doing um, sit-down reservations. A lot of people just want to do them for breakfast. They want to do them for dinner. I will tell you, you might want to consider doing them for lunch because that's the hottest part of the day. We like doing it. It's a good break because we hit it hard in the morning, and then we hit it hard in the evening. It's nice to have that break, cool break and air conditioning because Florida is hot and humid. So so take advantage of that. And then crowds are less in the morning and evenings for the rides. Um, Character meals before parks open. You realize parks open sometimes 9 o'clock. You can schedule a character meal um, 8 in the morning, Mm -hmm. 8.20 in the morning. And what's cool about that, when you do – these breakfasts in the park, you get to get into the park before every the crowds are there. It's kind of cool to see parts of Disney like without a lot of people. Ready for well, you up. see a lot of people. They've already got it ready to roll, I will tell you. But it's just nice seeing it less crowded, and it lets you not consume some of that morning good ride get you know time efficient time 
um, because you're eating before the park even opens. So, so that's always really good. Um, fast passes. I put the, now realize if you just have tickets, you can book your fast passes. Fast passes. You can do three a day. Um, it's 30 days for just park tickets. But if you're staying on property, it's 60 days from your day of arrival. Once again, it's day of arrival. So if you're, they're going to be in the parks for four to five days and you can't get fast passes for some of the hot and heavy rides, like a lot of the Pandora rides at Animal Kingdom, which is all the Avatar stuff, right. it's hard to get that. Um, or Slinky Dog in Hollywood Studios okay. um, in the Toy Story Land. You can go look on days three, day four, day five, and you might be able to get those fast passes on those days because it's from arrival day. Um, don't schedule fast passes before 10 a.m. This is because, remember, you're, there's not a lot of people there before 10 a.m., so you just want to use the queues and then use the fast passes after 10 a.m. because that's when the crowds are the, the worst and you'll get the big, most bang for the buck. Um, think about which lines are in the queues. The, every, Disney does a good job of setting up you know, queues or r- lines for their rides. Think about which ones are indoors and outdoors and plan that in your plan because oh, it is so genius. hot. No, it's just like I will, I will wait for st- the Star Tours. That's the Star Wars ride in the middle of the afternoon because most of the queues indoors. Um, dinosaur ride is indoors. Right. You know, there's all kind of things. You don't want to be standing in the hot sun. Like Slinky Dog is a brand new ride. Huge lines, all outdoors. Miserable. I, I walk past those people waiting in those lines and go, you people are crazy. You're not having a Disney experience if you're not doing this right. Um, people go for the shiny new rides the best. Like Pandora, um, Toy Story Dog. World with Slinky Dog. And all, all that stuff is just going to be a madhouse. So try to hit those rides early. Um I've already mentioned this one, morning and night hours are your friends and avoiding crowds. Make sure you're maximizing the, the Disney app. This thing is getting better and better every, since we're only going every other year now, we're, it's amazing what they're adding to this thing. Um, you can, this is where you can book your fast passes. This is where you can book your dining reservations. And here's a new thing that they did not have two years ago. You can now order your food at a lot of the counter service mobily. So you go in and you'll notice when you, you eat at Disney, you usually have to go reserve a table mm-hmm. and then, you know, station a, a teenager or somebody to there while there you go it. order now you can go find your table order mobily wait for them to say hey time to go pick up walk up to the pickup station just makes it much more seamless much easier to do those can you do it service. while you're walking to the restaurant yeah. can you so you can actually do it while yeah, you're and i would i'd it. actually encourage you to probably do that because i noticed this is not like chick-fil-a where they're turning you around right, really right, right. quick there was a little bit of lead time to get that get the money um, it also is nice when you're at the hotels. It tells you when those buses are coming. The app will tell you when the hotel is coming to pick you up um, at the hotel to go to the park. So that's the thing. It also tells you hours and event time. So you want to know when the fireworks are, when certain parades are. Use the mobile app. If you need a little more, this is something I thought was unusual. I have a separate app called Magic Guide that I bought on the Disney, I bought on the Apple I, app, you know, store. app Store. And it has maps. It has um, menus. menus. It also has the the wait times. Oh yeah, the wait times. It was it was faster and easier to pull wait times from Magic Guides app versus Disney's, Disney's app. app. So I thought that was kind of unusual. Um, Here's another tip on the planning. Choose your hotel location based upon which parks you plan to spend the most time in. One of the things I'm going to talk about where to stay in a minute, and I think it, one of the people always because it's a new resort and it's got great rooms it's got a cool gimmick with the animals i love animal kingdom Mm -hmm. it's in in the fact of staying at animal kingdom but here's the problem with staying at animal kingdom 
It's out in the middle, away from everything. Mm. Um, it's not near any of the other parks. So you just know your bus ride is going to be 40 minutes every time you do go Animal to Kingdom. To go them. to Magic Kingdom, to go to Epcot. So just... <laughs> Choose your hotel location based upon where you plan to spend the most time. Crowd calendars are a huge resource. If you're not going to the website like undercovertourist.com, they have a crowd calendar. It's not just for Disney. This is also for Universal. It will tell you you can go out years in advance. And here's what's cool about it. It will predict the crowd calendar on a scale of 1 to 10. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 10's really crowded, 9's really crowded. And they'll color code it by different parks, different days. They'll also tell you the average temperature for that day and that time of year. So you can plan not only do you want to go because of crowd, but also what the climate is is going to be like so you know how to prepare yourself. Um, So this is a great resource, is crowd calendars. I like to use the one on undercovertourist.com. Go check that out. Um, And this will also, it's counterintuitive. You know, Disney promotes that they have these magic hours both before where they open the park an hour early and they have magic hours that they open park late. Sometimes that's the most crowded times. That ruins the parks for the day. So don't just assume those extra magic hours are your friend. The crowd calendar can help you out with that. So here's, let's shift gears, move from planning, and now talk about some guidance and tips and tricks so that you have the best Disney experience possible and kicking it up a notch. I love, when I first started doing Disney, our favorite place, and this is where I took you, Bo, mm-hmm. was um, Port Orleans, yeah. French Quarter. Yeah. Because here's why that that is, it's a moderate resort, so the price is not outrageous. It's also, they have a, a water, ta- you can take the water taxi to Disney Springs, yeah. which is kind of cool. It also has the ability. It's all rushing back to you. Yeah, right I mean, now. It, so it's, it's, it's got that cool gimmick, and yeah. the vibe is pretty nice for a moderate. And they just redid that property probably three or four years ago. Okay. Um, was it redone when we went? Because maybe it's been seven mm, years. No, I don't, I don't think it was redone when we went. I don't think. Okay. So it's, it's just been done a few years ago. But here's what we have figured out as we've gotten smarter about doing Disney. I like. Disney Vacation Club property. This is the timeshare that Disney sells. Now, a lot of you guys in Money Guy family are going, oh my God, Brian owns a timeshare? No. Um, and I'm not, I'm not picking on Disney's timeshare because I like Disney and I want Disney to like me. But I will tell you, it does not make sense for me. It does not make sense for me because I realize that I'm only going to have kids this age that want to go to amusement parks for a, a, small cert- window. a certain window of my life. And the, when you buy these timeshares, they're 50 years. I've done the work on it. Um, and we only go every other year now. So yeah. it just, but the fact that I know we're in this changing thing, but I, nonetheless, I still love staying in the property because they have one bedroom units where it has a full kitchen, mm-hmm. has two bathrooms. You know how cool it is to have two bathrooms, especially with three ladies, because I have two daughters and my wife. So and you know and so and then me and my wife have our own bedroom that we can watch TV in at night, um, and you know and have the, put the kids down and then we still have privacy and all this other stuff. It's great and full kitchen so that we can have the breakfast in the morning and and, and you know and, and hit the parks running. So I like the Disney Vacation Club property, but how do you get Disney Vacation Club property for moderate resort prices? Here's the answer dvcrequest.com. If you will write that down, dvcrequest.com. Um, this is David Dave's Vacation Club Rentals. 
We've used this now two to three times. My wife almost didn't want me to put this on there because it is this good. She doesn't want anybody else to know about it. Yeah, she didn't want anybody (laughs) else to know about it. So so Dave's Vacation Club Rentals is legit. It's good. Um, I can say nothing but great. We've had great experiences with it. So go check that out, and it'll let you. What's cool about their website? They even have a funny video. It says, "No, we're, we're, this is legit, you know this is serious because they have all their tables. It lays it out. You could do if you want to just go kick the tires, price out which resort you want to stay where, how many points that's going to take. Their website lets you do it all without really having to share a lot of your information. So go check that out. It's dvcrequest.com. Um, and I think it's dbcrentals2.com. I think they bought both of those. And if you want, if you're one of these people that has often thought about the timeshares, and maybe your situation is different, there is the mousesavers.com has a great resource where they do a really deep dive in the numbers and the calculations and the points and all the different properties on their ongoing maintenance costs. If you want to know about timeshares with Disney, um, another resource that I like to do when I stay at the DVC properties is gardengrocer.com. That's gardengrocer. That's G R O C E R.com. Um, you get, you get a, all your groceries delivered to the resort. You just pick what you want. Yeah, like I had, it. we had the family size frosted flakes. We had a gallon of milk. We had peanut butter, jelly, bread, hmm. some, I mean, a bundle of bananas. And then that way, and then lots of water. You want lots of water delivered to you. Um, that's a good tip, just huh. in the fact of having all that yeah. water. And the prices are not crazy. And then you put that stuff in your full kitchen. I'm telling you, it is superb on making your, your happiness factor much higher. Um, this is one the, the tip just for making your experience better. Pack a basic first aid kit. Guys, I, I kid you not, I went through a full pack of, of, of Band-Aids while I was at Disney World. For um, what? You're walking a lot. So there's oh, lots like of blisters. Blisters. Oh. I've got I've got two sores on my my my, my fingers here because I got in at the end of the night, took my shirt off and hit, hit the fire, <laughs> you know, sprinkler system with my finger and you know, and this thing's bleeding all over the place. It was ridiculous just because I took my shirt off. So you never know what's going to happen, so make sure you take a basic first aid kit. So for those boo-boos as well as the blisters, I mean, I probably drained two or three blisters on the kids, on the girls, and myself, and then strapped a Band-Aid on. It's like a war zone. We're ready to roll. Um, Don't overlook premium add-ons. You know, Disney has tried to figure out, remember, Mickey Mouse is a capitalist, Mm -hmm. a very good capitalist. Very good capitalist. So they've created, just like I told you, that, that, that like Toy Story World is crazy busy. You can pay to go to Toy Story World an hour early with this premium package. And it's just, my when I got there, my wife is so good at planning for Disney. I got there and she said, guess what, I got a surprise for you Tuesday. And I said, well, what's my surprise for Tuesday? She goes, we're doing a Star Wars dessert party. And then this is going to allow you us to have VIP specialized seating for the fireworks and light show that they do, laser show that they do at the end of Hollywood Studios. Completely surprised. So th- I'm just telling you that a lot of these things, Disney has figured out a way, if you don't like crowds, but you want to have the experiences, you can pay a little bit of an add-on, and they'll create and these it will experiences. Because really the I got to do, you know, Kylo Ren, California Grill. Here's a little tip. We stayed in the Contemporary, well, Bay Lake Towers by the Contemporary. Um, California Grill, really nice restaurant that is on the top of the Contemporary. Has a beautiful view of the big nightly fireworks show okay. that they have at Disney, and they even pipe in the narration. They pipe in the music for it, 
It's spectacular. So you're like, man, it must be hard to get dinner reservations right when they're doing the fireworks. You don't have to do that. Here's another insider tip. If you just eat at the California Grill at some point during that day and save your receipt, they'll let you come back right before the fireworks show, go out to their observation deck on the Without on the having roof. to eat again. No, you don't have to pay it. You don't have to get your reservation time because maybe you're like me and like to eat at 530. I don't like to eat when everybody else does. I like to eat when it's not so crazy crowded. So you can eat early and then come back later. I'm old. I know. No, you're thinking about it. a discount. That's awesome. Um, oh, here's a, here's a tip on California Grill. My kids hated the menu. I love the menu. I had some of the best seafood I've had in a long time. Uh, we have a teenager now. If Jennifer and I told, said, next time we go, we're going to leave. Our, because remember, we have a full kitchen. We're going to leave the kids in the room with the peanut butter and jelly. And then we're going to go on a date night. And still then bring the kids back for the fireworks. Um, I will tell you also, VIP tours. I've done them. They're huge. Um, but usually you can have up to 10 people on a right. VIP tour. They're very expensive. But if you split it up among you know two or three couples, it, it becomes much more viable. And you want to get ruined. Do Put that VIP at the tour. end of your vacation if you're going to do the VIP tour because you feel like a rock star. They take you to different places. You get to go in backstage on a lot of places. There's bathrooms you don't even know about. It's really cool. Um, and if you don't want to do the full VIP package, they even have a Thrill Rides VIP that's much more affordable, still hmm. expensive. Um, they have behind the scenes. So don't <laughs> overlook doing those premium add-ons that, that Disney does. Remember, Mickey Mouse is a capitalist. And this is that part I know a lot of you guys out there, Money Guy Family Guy, Brian, you're supposed to be good with your money. I like buying experiences. I'm not so much about the material stuff, but experiences and memories, that stuff is perpetual and forever for me. So I'm going to spend the money on it. Love and I'd encourage you guys to do the same thing. Money savings tips, since I just told you we spend a lot of money at Disney. Um, we only do the Disney dining plan when it's free. I used to do it because it was free. Yeah. You know, we've done the Disney dining a lot. But when it's not, I've found now, especially having a teenage child that eats like a child, a teenager that like eats a like a child, 12 and under. she's not ordering the filet. Right. She wants the peanut butter and jelly with carrots. So, and guess what? Their menu says for people under nine, for the kids, bull. They don't, they don't enforce <laughs> that. You can have the 15-year-old order off the kid's menu, pay $6.99, get the drink, get the dessert, get the carrots, get the sandwich. It's perfect. It's a great money saver. We don't do the Disney dining plan anymore. Here's another cool thing that technology has allowed at Disney. Uber and Lyft is cheap, spectacular, and easy. Mm. I mean, I will tell you. Much easier to get around now than it used it to It is be. much easier to get around now. We, I, I, Hollywood Studios, the bus situation right now because they're, they're doing all kind of cool things where they're expanding it for Star Wars, the new Star Wars land, and other things. They're doing these sky buckets. They've torn up the whole parking lot they, the bus they basically got you on this black asphalt it's hot it's 137 degrees out there there's no fans there's no shelter we did that once day two or day three never again we were like okay we're doing uber and lyft getting going right back to the hotel it was much easier than waiting on the buses because i'm not sitting in their black ass uh, you know asphalt jungle that they had us in so that i love having that resource i want to close out today's show with jennifer's five basics for success okay at Walt Disney World. She says, get there 30 minutes before opening. Guess what they do? They publish their opening time like at 9 in the morning. They actually open that thing up at 8.30. They start walking you into the park at, you know, somewhere between 8 and 8.30. So you want to get there 30 minutes early so you can be part of that early morning walk-in. They get you deeper into the park. You can get those rides that are really popular much quicker. Um, here's, here's tip number two on the five. 
Don't fall prey to going on the first ride you come to. That's a sucker's bet. Don't do that. Make sure you have an attack plan for that, those morning hours where it's not crowded. So that's you a, that's a big race one. to the back. Dude, you are attacking this thing. You better be commando style. Number three, do not shortchange the power and benefit of planning ahead. The happiest place on earth does not happen by just showing up. Here's a quote that I love my wife said. She said, you should not be planning at the park. The planning should have been done months before. If you're planning the day of, you have failed if you're going to be successful at Disney. Number four, leave time for breaks. You will be walking 7 to 11 miles a day. I kid you not, now that we have all these cool gizmos, they tell you we average 7 to 11 miles every day that I was at Disney. Hence all the blisters and the first aid kit that I've already talked about. Don't take AC for granted. You know, that's why you got to build those snacks into AC areas throughout your day so you don't just burn out and, and get really miserable. And then here's the last one. Do things a little differently to avoid the crowds. I love this because what do we talk about on the Money Guy show all the time is you got to be a contrarian. Our, mm-hmm. our buddy, you know, Warren Buffett, the oracle from Omaha, is always talking about doing things a little differently, being a contrarian, the herd. and being fearful when others agree. It's the same thing at Disney World. There's so many life concepts that have, you know, relative things that you can apply elsewhere, and this is one. You want to eat, you want to ride, you want to do things when other people are doing something completely different. It will make your life a lot easier. I could go on and on. I have, guys, just so y'all know, I have pages. This thing was going to be five pages. I only printed, we did two and a, and a six um, of show notes. I really could do a two-hour show on Disney. I have one tip. Yep. Uh, so go been, with Brian and Jennifer. I've been to Disney once, and it was in 2011. I'm going to, full disclosure here, and you know, I'll get some hate mail for this. I don't know how fast passes work. I've never uh, set up a reservation early at a restaurant. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I've never done any of that stuff. Mobile app. You better be using the Disney mobile app. But the app. one time that I've been to Disney, I went with Disney Commandos. And so I didn't actually have to think about anything. Yeah. The folks who love doing it and playing it for I just had to show up and enjoy it. So if you're somebody out there, by all means, turn this into a group event. Go with another family who knows what they're doing and kind of, you know, tax this and that. Because that was amazing for me. Everything you just shared sounds amazing. You know what it made me want to do? Go to Disney with you and your family next year. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Well, half of I think is no different. If you, just like I told you, there's relative analogies and use same concepts for multiple things. The journey, the plan, is just as valuable and just as fun as the, as the actual execution. So that's why I tell you, you're shortchanging yourself if you're not using those resources like mouse savers, uh, undercover tourists. I mean, there's DBC all kind models. of there's all kind of great. <laughs> things out there that will make your experience and your preparation just that much more fun. There's a community out there that gets excited about this stuff just like I do and will have you hanging pictures on your wall of Walt and Roy. So come see us in Franklin and then go have a blast at Walt Disney World. And I know this is not our normal comment and topics. Mm-hmm. You know, we typically deal with personal finance, yep. but this is when it's my show, I can do crazy <laughs> stuff. Crazy Brian and his Walt Disney World shows. Um, we don't have editors telling us not to do this That's stuff right. anymore. So um, go check it out. We're moneyguy.com. If you love what you're seeing here, go check out some of our, our shows that are actually a little more focused on the personal finance side. And I think you'll see that we have a very much a big abundance cycle. We want you to be successful with the thought that one day you're going to be so successful that you need somebody to look over your shoulder, give you guidance, and that's when you take the relationship to the next level. 
and reach out to us. Moneyguy.com, aboundwealth.com. We have contact us pages. And then please connect with us. We have Ask the Money Guy on you on YouTube. We want you to subscribe. We want you to be involved with the community. We have great things coming your way. I'm your host, Brian Preston, Mr. Bo Hansen. We'll talk to you soon. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice. (laughs) 